I am an interior designer. I call the architect who calls the contractor. We all call the landscaper because we're all obsessed with plants right now, you know, mm -hmm. and, but all day we're looking, working in tandem and in a circle. So I thought everyone needs to be involved here. Like, what does it matter if I spend all my time trying to source responsibly and bill my clients maybe a little extra for these efforts, which we can talk about because that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. If the contractor just goes in and throws everything in the landfill anyway. So like, why did we do that? We really need to close the gap, like close the whole circle. Welcome to Home Green Homes podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green home advisor and a green builder. Here I invite a variety of experts in the world of green homes and have conversations about how we can all live in healthy, resilient, and efficient homes. My guests provide insight in a wide range of topics from designing, building, and living in green homes, purchasing or financing green homes and improvements, to how we can live to reduce the negative environmental impact from the way we live. My goal is to inspire and inform you about how we can make a difference in our own lives and our environment. Hello everyone, this is Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Katie Story, she is a founder of the Good Future Design Alliance. And that title itself is very intriguing, isn't it? And so I'm going to have Katie tell us all about it. But Katie, first, uh, tell us, um, first of all, who you are and what your background is, which is quite fascinating. And, and then you can tell us um, about the Good, design, a Good Future Design Alliance. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to chat about this. Um, so yes, I am an interior designer based here in San Francisco. I've had my firm for about um, 10 years and we do mainly residential um, interiors, renovations, furniture, uh, kitchen bath, remodels, things like that. We also do some commercial work, um, more of that before COVID, but we still do some amount of it. And um, so I'm based here. I have a small team. Um, we also, I'm also the founder of the Good Future Design Alliance, which is an alliance of design and build professionals who are committed to reducing their waste over 50% over five years, which I think we're going to get into a little more what that actually means. Mm -hmm. But it was actually through my design practice that I realized I needed to start the Good Future Design Alliance to do something about the massive waste problem we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell me more about the massive waste because one of the things that really intrigued me is that you said that you needed to start a movement or change career. I mean, that's a pretty intense sort of a, you know, crossroad, it feels to me like. So tell me how you, how you got to that. Sure. Yeah. And I, I guess that does sound kind of intense, but it was, it's the honest truth. It's how I felt. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I've been designing in San Francisco for about 10 years and maybe in year seven or eight, I had this real epiphany 
when two things happened kind of within a couple of weeks of each other. I think that's how epiphanies go. They like a lot of big things happen kind of at the same time and you're, you finally clue into what the bigger story is here. But um, the first was that I ordered a sofa in Oakland that ended up going to North Carolina to a distribution warehouse before coming back to San Francisco to end up in my client's living room. And so from Oakland to San Francisco is seven miles over a bridge, it's an easy track. I mean, even in traffic, it's like not that hard to do. And it's 6,000 miles less than going from Oakland to North Carolina back to San Francisco. So that was kind of the first thing. I, this, this sofa was missing for months uh, or probably weeks. And I was like, where is it? So I called the distribution center and they said, oh yeah, it's in North Carolina. You'll be getting it soon. So I was so upset of like, why would a sofa go across the country when it didn't need to? So that was kind of the first thing. I was thinking about all of the like packaging materials needed, all of the emissions created through traveling across the country, just all of that extra unnecessary, unnecessary waste, which really infuriated me. Then sure enough, like the next week we were on one of our commercial installs, which was about 20,000 square feet. So as you can imagine, like hundreds, probably closer to thousands of items that we needed to install for this startup and thousands of items that we, the startup wanted to get rid of, right? Where they were like out with the old, in with the new. So it was like this huge total revamp. But instead of being able to see like all the beauty and this, these products that I had designed and built, I just saw piles and piles of waste, mm. packaging materials, boxes, styrofoam, plastic, even like the outside, concrete planters came wrapped in that cellophane plastic mm -hmm. and I thought you know oh my gosh this is what I did I and my like two three person team created this much waste so if I can do this imagine what the bigger issue is here so those were like the epiphany moments and then I started looking into that bigger question of like, what is going on? Like my footprint extrapolated across an industry. What is that? And thanks to the EPA and a few other organizations, um, I found out that 500 million tons of construction and demo debris every year is thrown into the landfills in the mm -hmm. U.S. Mm -hmm. And of that, 12.2 million tons of furniture is thrown into the landfill. So that's just in the US. So that's an enormous amount. Um, and then on a global level in the US, we are consuming twice as much as the planet can sustain. There's this amazing website called Earth Overshoot Day. You should definitely check it out. You put in like your country and it'll tell you how much we're consuming. And we all know Americans are huge consumers. Um, so we are way, I think, the Earth Overshoot Day was like in May last year. It mm. used to be like August and it's creeping up. So that means by May, we've already used up all the resources for the year. So, so those three facts, the 500 million tons, 12.2 million tons, and then consuming two times what the earth can sustain just mm. basically made me have a meltdown, you know? And I was yeah. like, oh no, I either have to switch careers again because design is my second career. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I don't really want to switch switch careers. I love designing. I love the power and um, joy that design brings me. I mean, we get to create all these spaces. We get to influence a lot of the way people live. What a privilege. But I knew it needed to be done in a different way. Um, as I mentioned, I live in San Francisco. Like we have an e-bike, we live responsibly, we shop at the farmer's market, no plastic, all that stuff I was doing in my personal life, like many of your listeners probably. But because of the way this industry is was built, literally, we consume at this rate that like we don't even realize. Um, the whole industry is built on consumption, replacing things every few years, new trends come out every quarter, like this, now it's boucle, last month it was terracotta, before that terrazzo, you know, like trends mm -hmm. change so quickly, super fascinating and stimulating for the design eye, but not great for the planet. So you created the Good Future Design Alliance. What is your vision for this alliance and how, are you, how is it going? I know that I just love this. I, I just love this line that you have on your website. It says, we are forging a radical new path. And as you say, I, I have been very much aware of the ways that the constructions and even in, like you said, in the designing projects, there's always a lot of lot of pile of waste so how what is how are you doing how what's what's your vision of of your alliance yeah great um so the good future design alliance is what stemmed out or what came out of that frustration so mm -hmm. the, the sofa that i was telling you about the install i said oh my gosh i don't want to switch careers what can i do so I gathered a group of founding members here in San Francisco, architecture design firms. I went to them and said, hey, you, we're colleagues. I don't have all the answers, but I have this idea that I want to start a movement to bring attention and awareness to this greater issue and then provide resources to anyone who's interested. So that led to the official creation of the Good Future Design Alliance, which is an alliance for design and build professionals. So that's anyone, an interior designer, an architect, general contractor, a landscaper, or manufacturer mm -hmm. can join. And it was, that was a very intentional move because for many of your listeners will know that every day, like, I am an interior designer. I call the architect who calls the contractor. We all call the landscaper because we're all obsessed with plants right now, you know, mm -hmm. and, but all day we're looking, working in tandem and in a circle. So I thought everyone needs to be involved here. Like, what does it matter if I spend all my time trying to source responsibly and bill my clients maybe a little extra for these efforts, which we can talk about because that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. If the contractor just goes in and throws everything in the landfill anyway. So like, why did we do that? We really need to close the gap, like close the whole circle. Mm -hmm. So anyone in the industry is welcome to join. And whether you're a one person firm or a 500 person firm, we welcome you to come. And whether you're doing a lot of initiatives already to be low waste and sustainable, or if you're doing zero, 
we don't really care because we will meet you wherever you are. So if somebody wants to join, um, they make this commitment to reduce their waste, pay their annual fee, which is based on the firm size. Mm -hmm. And then in exchange for that fee, we give you kind of like a 10 step toolkit with everything you would need to start making progress on your low waste journey. So it's like where to shop, how to get rid of things, redistribute things, not just throw them in the landfill, but creative ways to distribute, ways to talk to your clients, networking events, educational things, all kinds of that. Now, did you do all the footwork of providing all that resource yourself, you and your founding members? I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. So the short answer is yes. So we came up with this list of like, what are the top 10 things that would be really valuable to people? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I know that, or I knew that I needed help convincing clients why to buy sustainably. So I needed some talking points. I needed to know, to know where to source. I needed to have a quick list of who to call when I have a house full of furniture. Um, I needed to know who the refinishing groups were. So um, we kind of came up with that top 10 list and then we started filling in the answers. Um, and. So yes, we did all the work. Yeah, the but so you're, you're in San Francisco and I know that your founding members are all from San Francisco, but I see that your membership is now all over. It's not just San Francisco Bay Area. It's, it's national or is mm -hmm. it global? No, it's just national. Although we do have, we have some Canadians and some Europeans. Mm, Not many, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. technically we're global, but the focus is definitely right. domestic here. So, so how, how did you get the information where, where you're not familiar with there, you know, if it's an East coast, all those resources would be different, right? Yes. Great point. So we started in San Francisco. We created the toolkit for San Francisco. We launched mm -hmm. it. We currently have about a hundred firms in San Francisco who have wow. committed, but then we were like, oh, okay, well, maybe there actually are, is legs to this movement. And we got some interest in Colorado. So we started a chapter there. And then we started a chapter in Seattle. And we have three to four more chapters coming up in the next year. Mm -hmm. um, New York, Los Angeles, where I think you are, right? Or mm -hmm. nearby there, at least. Mm -hmm. um, and so what happens in that scenario is we get, we find a founding member group for that chapter. So two to three individuals, design professionals who want to take on the leadership role mm -hmm. and help us understand where to shop locally, how to redistribute locally, because yes, we can do that with the help of Google and good researchers, but the real local value comes in having a local chapter. Yes. I always say that anyone across the country can join the GFDA and 80 to 90% of the resources are applicable right away, like from day mm -hmm. one, but it's that extra 10 to 20% that you really get out of having like a local chapter because right. there'll be networking events, there'll be group happy hours, there'll be local resources, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we're really mm -hmm. using a localized approach as we build networks across the country. Yes, that's, that's really wonderful. It's, it's really a movement. And it, what's really amazing is that you grew this 
in such a short period? How how many years has it been, and how many membership um, members do you have now? Yeah, we started in January of 2020. We had a launch event on January 15th. Um, and then I think early March, we all went into lockdown. So it was, right. it was the worst time ever. We've had yeah. one in-person event successfully. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been about two and a half years. We have about 200 firms signed on. Majority of those are in San Francisco, but then mm -hmm. Colorado, Seattle, and um, a handful of other locations too. Mm -hmm. But that's really a great sign though, that there are people interested in the industry who are really conscious about this whole issue of you know, generating waste or reducing waste. And how is it the, um, how, like you mentioned earlier, how are the clients responding to this effort? Have you had any resistance? What is was it? What is it like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I haven't had resistance so much. Um, mm -hmm. I have had. Um, I haven't had straight up resistance. Nobody's mm -hmm. saying not interested. I've had a few people say, "Oh, refinishing that sofa is going to cost the same as a brand new sofa." So why don't I just get a brand new sofa? And then mm -hmm. I have to do the whole workaround of like, well, you're saving the, the your current sofa has good lip bones and we can mm -hmm. just get a great new fabric. There's lots of talking points. I don't always win those battles. Like, unfortunately, we are, um, there's a huge mountain to climb here. Mm -hmm. And like, there aren't enough furniture refinishers in the Bay Area who can compete at a really, at a lower price point than some of these fast furniture places, right? And so yeah. that's what we're up against. But I will say, so it's not always easy. I realize it is hard and some clients are just like, give me everything new, I don't care. That's probably not quite the right client for me mm -hmm. or some mm -hmm. of our members. There are plenty mm -hmm. of those people out there, plenty of designers who aren't interested in their waste footprint. So that's right. fine. But for members and myself, they're, um, I'm actually finding, and I've heard this from quite a few members, that more and more clients are coming to us for what we stand for. Mm -hmm. Because this is a movement that we're leading, like as designers, but anyone alive today knows that we're in a crisis state, right? Mm -hmm. And so... <laughs> That doesn't mean you shouldn't buy a new home or want to make it more livable and better, but you need to be aware of your impact. And so I actually have almost all the clients who are calling me today are wondering how we can do things in a more sustainable way, which is great. That's, that's very encouraging to hear, but how are they finding you? How are they getting to know about Group Future Design Alliance? Uh, you're not necessarily advertising. No, we're not. We're just on um, Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. I have it on my website because mm -hmm. anyone who joins gets a logo, gets all the marketing materials so they can put it on their social and websites. Um, so it's just kind of that way. But no, we're not doing any like um, big advertising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's basically word of mouth referrals and people who people to people talking about like 
all the good that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's very encouraging, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It feels great. I mean, I don't want to. I want to be honest about how far we have to go. There, mm-hmm. this is like pushing a boulder uphill because again, everything about the industry is based on consumption, new trends, mm-hmm. turning over. The whole business model for yeah. many interior designers is the more you purchase, the more you can mark up, right? The more you purchase, the greater your trade discount becomes, which means you can mark up more. Mm-hmm. So the whole incentivization process is towards like completely lacks or like completely omits the planet. And what we're trying to do is like raise awareness around the issue and eventually really start shifting those business models and really mm-hmm. pressuring companies, mm-hmm. big retailers to, to stop using styrofoam, stop using so much plastic, use compostable bags, um, have a buyback program, have a fix it program, those kinds of things, which aren't necessarily new, but with enough people demanding that from within the industry we think we can make a difference. I agree. And how how do you envision what's to come for you? Like you 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 said you uh, you have a good number of members in San Francisco area, Seattle, Colorado. Um, what would you say to people out there who are designers, architects, and builders, contractors? you know, what you can offer, how can we encourage people to come join you? Yeah, Um, you know, I would say that we offer a few things with the GFTA. We offer an instant community. Mm -hmm. So even if we don't have a chapter yet in your area, there are 200 other firms already across the country who are saying like, I want something more. I want to do business differently. And Thanks to COVID, we're pretty adept at doing online educational things. We do monthly Q&As. We have all kinds of online resources for anyone who wants to immediately come in. We also, so you're, you're instantly connected to a community. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you're instantly given access to a toolkit with a lot of information. And what I always say is like, it's, the anticipation of joining something like this and making change is harder than actually joining and making the change. It's like a 30 day diet or a 30 day cleanse mm-hmm. or something. Right? You're like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do it? It's going to be so terrible. Every day is going to be so hard, but then you do it and you're like, I actually feel pretty good. This is not a problem. And it just becomes who you are and joining the GFDA We've, we've heard from people like, oh, I can't do like another thing. I can't add another responsibility in my work day, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. But what people find once they join is like, oh, great. Here are the first five super easy things to do. Just integrate those for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Then you, or first couple months, if you need to, then you bite off a little more. And like, sure enough, you're already down. Like, I know I've reduced my waste dramatically, probably about 40% just by following these criteria, like the, the toolkit. And, mm-hmm. before, and, and now it's not even really that hard. I source yeah. differently. I dispose differently. I talk to clients differently. So they're like, oh, these are my three like low waste materials to purchase from. And it's yeah. great. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, basically what I'm saying is like, 
we would love for anyone to join at any point because we know confidently that we have resources that could help you, whether mm-hmm. you're brand new um, and haven't done a thing, no worries. Don't be afraid of that. Like we mm-hmm. have tips for you. If you're really advanced, we have tips for you there too. So we will help you. It's not like you're signing up for something and just, and we say, okay, good luck. I hope you do it. Report back to us. We actually are like, oh, great. You're here. Now come into what we have created and let us help you. That's, that's very, very encouraging. I, what I'm hearing is that it, it actually, you're creating some kind of a, a, a portal for designers and the likes for some kind of a personal transformation almost. It's like, mm-hmm. you have to change your habit, right? Like, you know, the way you, you uh, do your work that, that you designers and builders, you have to do, you have to kind of start shifting the way we, we uh, look at what we do and do it differently. And as you said, you to start doing something small, you know, one, one thing at a time. And it's like, eventually you, you know, down the line, you look back and you change the whole way that you, you operate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It used to be, I'll be honest, it used to be that I would go into a project and say, okay, I think we have to demo the whole kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it could be that we come to that conclusion, but I never start a project with that, Mm -hmm. that point of view anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm always Mm -hmm. like, what can we keep? Can we keep the cabinet frames? Can we repaint the cabinet fronts? Can we sand them, restain them? Do we need new appliances? If so, where can we donate them? You know, it's, it's just this, it is a um, shift, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And instead of being like, great, a full teardown, I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. no, never. (laughs) Right. I mean, sometimes you have to do that. I get Mm -hmm. it. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of more fun when you don't start with that mentality. Mm-hmm. Like it takes more creativity puzzle. yeah yeah right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's I it's always something that that kind of bothered me watching you know not just the design project but like building projects when you a lot of the real estate developers would just take a look at the house and it you know I I get that it makes financial sense for them to demo the whole thing and build a new and so that everything is brand new but wait a minute there's so many things that you can still use um do you think what is your um visions uh, moving forward how do you think that this is uh, where it's going do you think we are really making progress and and what is your dream what is your vision for for this organization Yeah, um, I do think we're making a lot of progress. I think Mm -hmm. we have a long ways to go. Like I have said a few times, I don't want to deny the significance of how far we have to go. But yes, we're making progress in two very difficult years of COVID, every other distraction possible. Mm -hmm. We still have had 200 firms say, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what I want to do. Um, we know that we are launching New York, LA, Nashville, Minneapolis. Those are four of the next six chapters to come in the next year. 
We are having a big conference in November um, in person. It'll be a hybrid, but we are doing in person this year in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are real legs um, to what we're doing. We have a long Mm -hmm. ways to go, but every member that joins us is another voice saying, we want to do better because now is the time. Like we Mm -hmm. can't ignore this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I am very grateful for the work that you've done so far and all the work that you're continuing to do to really make a big difference. And it's it's indeed a radical new path. And I'm, I'm really excited for you and I'm very grateful for you. Um, so tell us how can how we can find you. And, and you mentioned the Earth Overshoot Day. Um, tell me about the website where we can find that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so your sure. alliance first. Yeah, sure. Um, so again, it's called the Good Future Design Alliance. Mm-hmm. Our website is the gfda.com. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram at the GFDA. And it's really easy. The best thing I would do is go onto our website. We have all of this information, what our mission is, who we are, um, uh, our members page. We have a dedicated mm-hmm. members page so you can see who in your area might be already in the alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want, you can just join right there. It takes, I don't know, maybe 90 seconds. And then we oh. have a basic survey mm-hmm. when you first sign up, which um, is to help us get your baseline. So, you know, it's like 10 to 12 questions of like, what are you doing in your life today? We don't really care. We're not going to judge you. It just helps us to know. But so that's how you can find us at the gfda.com and we'd love for you to join. I I can I can recommend so many designers and architects and builders I know to to join your group and and I can't wait to send them your information. Oh, that's great. We would appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you so much Katie for your time today and sharing your big vision with us. I'm really grateful. Thank uh, this you for was having Izumi. me. This was fun. Oh, thank you. This was Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes podcast. Until my next episode. Thank you.